Hey there, I'm Veronica Peretti, astrologer, yoga teacher, and Real Housewives historian. This is the Essential Astrocast, where you get the essential astrology lowdown for real life. Find out what's happening up there in the heavens so that you can take action right here down on Earth. Hey guys, welcome back to the Essential Astrocast. I know it's a different setup this week. Um, hopefully the sound is great and we're good to go. I have been traveling a ton this um, this month, really. So I've been Thanksgiving, and then we went on vacation, and then we uh, came to for Christmas. So it's just it's just been a ton. There's a lot going on, and I sh- I'm sure that you guys know there's a lot going on in your lives as well because there's a lot of energy in the sky right now. So there is a lot of forward movement. Um, We are um, experiencing the new moon solar eclipse tonight. So I am recording this on Christmas Day. So it's December 25th. Now tonight, late on the 25th, um, on the West Coast and Central and Mountain Time in the U.S., you are going to experience the new moon solar eclipse. It's going to be just after midnight on the 26th on the East Coast. So on the East Coast, you're going to be experiencing it just after midnight. Now, there's a few other things that have been going on. And because I didn't have a chance to to get with you guys last week, I just wanted to bring you up to speed on some of the other things that are happening in the sky right now. So we had the sun move into Capricorn. We had the uh, winter solstice. So the winter solstice always um, is the day that the sun moves into Capricorn. It's the longest night of the year in the Northern Hemisphere, and it's the longest day. Um, so it's the summer solstice, I suppose, for the Southern Hemisphere. So when we are talking about Capricorn, which we've been talking about a lot, um, we are talking about the things in our life that take time and patience to come to fruition. So the thing about Capricorn is that it has a reputation for being a really hard worker. And Capricorns are, they are considered the oldest of the earth signs. So they're ruled by Saturn. Saturn rules time. He's kind of like the wise elder of the Zodiac. Um, And with time and age comes a sense of patience and comes a sense of wisdom that isn't necessarily so reactive. And that's why I think that Capricorn, while we get a while there is for sure lots of hard work and discipline and dedication and responsibility around Capricorn because all of that stuff is um Saturnian, right? Um while all of that is accurate Capricorn is an earth sign and earth signs and water signs are the yin signs of the zodiac. So water and earth are the signs that know how to receive. They are the feminine signs. Fire and air are the masculine signs. They're the yang signs. They're the ones that are, um, they put energy out into the world And the earth signs and the water signs are able to receive from the world. And we all have all of it in our chart. So just because you're an Aries or a Leo or a Gemini, it doesn't mean that you don't know how to receive or that you can't receive. We all have all the signs in our chart, which is one of the benefits of getting 
a personal birth chart reading with an astrologer. So when we are looking at Capricorn, we're not only looking at the places in our life that we are working hard and um, doing the right thing and doing step-by-step in a particular direction, following the directions. We are also looking at where can we receive abundance? Where can we receive what we've been desiring? So I think the winter solstice um, aligning with Capricorn makes so much sense to me because it's a time where you're sitting back and either enjoying the gifts of the year that you've received or patiently waiting for the work you've been doing to come to fruition in the spring. So there's one of two things happening, but both require some sense of um, allowing the universe to come to you versus pushing, pushing, and trying to control. So it's funny because Capricorns, I do think, get a little bit of a Um, I think all the earth signs have a little bit of a reputation for being controlling, but the funny thing is they actually really know how to manifest things because the earth signs are the ones that help us actually create something tangible that we can hold into our hands. So the fire signs, they give us the passion and the ignition and the ambition to make, um, have the dream and to get it started. The air signs give us the logic um, and the ability to mentally take the idea and give it some structure and um, talk to other people about it. Um, The earth signs really are what help us manifest it on the earthly plane so that just because you have, I mean, one of the things I always say to people when I'm talking to them about their businesses or their careers or whatever, is I say, you know, ideas, everyone has good ideas, but it's all about the execution. And execution is what the earth signs know how to do. And when you execute, when you take right action, that is when you receive. So I think that there's a lot to be said right now for um, sitting back and allowing yourself to be open to receiving as opposed to um, pushing, 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 and trying to control. And I hope that's useful to you because sometimes this Capricorn energy can feel like, oh, I'm supposed to be making stuff happen. And you might feel that way, but it might be that things are happening and you just have to sit back and allow them to come to you. And that's okay. Um, and to finish out that description I was giving of all the elements, the water signs, the water signs are um, about feeling. They're about processing the emotions of the events. So the water signs are really good at um, getting at what underlies the surface. So um, the fire gets us going. The air helps us, you know, logically work through the idea The earth helps us bring the idea into fruition and give birth to it. And then, of course, the water comes in when we have to actually process the emotion of whatever we are working with. Okay, so some ideas, um, some themes of Capricorn that you might want to hold on to during this season, because we're going to have the sun in Capricorn for 
almost the next month. Um, it's been in Capricorn for a little while since last weekend. And um, I just want to make sure that you kind of understand some of the themes that might be coming up for you, not only during this month when the sun's in Capricorn, but because we have Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto in Capricorn doing lots of stuff together um, over the next few weeks and through the next year. And we've had Saturn and Pluto in Capricorn for the past year gearing up for this big conjunction, you know, I, I wanted to review some of the Capricorn themes that, um, might be useful for you. So some Capricorn words are steady, reliable, willful, discerning, working hard, integrity, step-by-step moving in a particular direction, ambition, structure, goals, long-term plans, prestige, and also public accolades. So one of the things about Capricorn that you might um, not realize is that while Capricorns are what I call the CEOs of the Zodiac, they're not that interested in the money. Not that they're not interested in money, but it's really about the validation for them. It's really about the achievement. It's really about ascending the mountain and making it to the top. And they're okay with being alone at the top. So not all signs are really meant to stand alone on the top of the mountain, but Capricorns are. So, you know, for Capricorns, it's more about other people validating and seeing what they've achieved versus actually making the money. And so I think sometimes we think that the earth signs are so interested in money. If anything, Taurus is more interested in money than Capricorn because it's ruled by Venus. Capricorn's really interested in the work, doing the work well, and being validated for doing that work well with integrity. And I think all of those are really important aspects of this Capricorn season because if you've been working with integrity, for this past year, then you are going to be really blessed by this new moon solar eclipse and by this Saturn-Pluto conjunction coming up on January 12th. So let's dive into the week and what's going on. So last Friday, Venus went into Aquarius. So Venus is in her uh, position of being a fierce warrior goddess. So when Venus is in Aquarius, she's really fighting for humanity. She's really... um, She's really uh, the mother to the world, if you will. She's really fighting for all of us. So not surprising that um, all of the impeachment stuff is going on with Venus and Aquarius and not surprising that Nancy Pelosi is taking a really hard stance and um, she's fighting for the integrity. She's fighting for the integrity of that trial and she wants to make sure that it's done the right way. And Venus in Aquarius is really helping her step into that role and have that strength of of being the mother that the country needs, right? That we all need. So um, it's funny. One of my favorite astrologers, Ann Ortley, said, I think Nancy Pelosi finally got herself an astrologer. So we'll see if that's true as uh, as time goes on and as the eclipse season rolls forward. Um So we've got Venus in Aquarius. She left Capricorn. So remember, she had already gone through Capricorn. She's really paved the way for the rest of the planets that are going through Capricorn now. And then last Saturday, we had the sun sun go into Capricorn. That was the winter solstice. Um, And then Sunday, we had Mars sextile Pluto. And that was really interesting. So that is a really passionate, a harmoniously passionate 
aspect that encourages us to really go after our dreams, um, assuming that we know what we want. So you don't necessarily, this is not the astrology to be, um, you know, throwing spaghetti at the wall. This is the astrology to get laser focused on what that thing is that you want to achieve and go for it. Um, the moon also was conjunct Mars on, on Sunday. So you probably had a lot of energy on Sunday around your dreams. Um, and if you didn't have a lot of energy around working towards your dream, you had a lot of energy in getting the house decorated for Christmas and doing your last shopping for the holidays and all of that. So on Monday, we had the moon move into Sagittarius, and this is really nice. So um, there's no place I'd rather have the moon for the holidays. Sagittarius is fun. It's indulgent. It likes to have a good time. It's big picture. It's not nitpicky. It's not critical. It's great. We love having the moon in Sagittarius for Christmas. Um, and then we also, on Tuesday, we had the sun trine Uranus. So there might have been something that came to you yesterday, whether it was at a Christmas Eve gathering or um, just doing whatever you were doing yesterday. I know a lot of people still had to work a full day yesterday, even with the holiday. So there was something perhaps that surprised you or allowed you to change your perception around something because the sun is in Capricorn, trining Uranus in Taurus. So it really is giving us this opportunity to, um, to manifest on the earthly plane, as I mentioned, because earth is all about, um, making things happen on the earthly plane. It's manifesting the stuff that we can hold in our hands. So there might've been something that popped up that was a little unexpected for you on Tuesday. And you thought, oh, wow, I didn't think of it that way, but but that could really work. Um, that's kind of how it feels when the sun and and Uranus in those earth signs get together and are talking in a really helpful, nice way to one another. Um, and then Wednesday is today and it's Christmas Day and we have um, the moon going into Capricorn at 4.45 p.m. Eastern. And then we're going to have the new moon solar eclipse right after midnight at 12.13 a.m. Eastern. So again, if you are not on the East Coast, if you are... Central time, mountain time, Pacific time in the U.S., then you're going to have a Christmas day, new moon solar eclipse. And if you are in Europe or the Middle East, um, you're going to have this uh, on the 26th for you, so the day after Christmas, on Boxing Day, Boxing Day for those in Canada and the U.K., I believe. Um, so... With that said, the new moon solar eclipse is a big one. This is a really, really, really auspicious new moon solar eclipse. So what is a new moon solar eclipse? A new moon solar eclipse basically means that it's a new moon that occurs very close to the nodes of fate. And when we have the nodes of fate involved, it is a little um, encouragement from the planets that you need to get on the path of your destiny. If you're on the path of your destiny, then it's encouraging you to stay on the path of your destiny. You might have big events that occur that help you move forward, almost like turbo boosting the momentum that we've been feeling the past month or two. So I know personally, I have had a lot of things brewing for like six months, really, since the summer. And then all of a sudden, it was like, 
December came and it got like a super boost. Now, granted, I'm an Aries and I have a lot of Aries planets and those planets are all getting squared by Capricorn. So if you are an Aries, a Libra or a Cancer, or you have a lot of planets in those signs, you are getting some major, major aspects. Those aspects might be difficult. Um, they might be challenging, but remember that friction is what encourages us to grow right? So I have been finding that I'm not experiencing it in a challenging way. I'm an experience. I've been, well, we'll say maybe it will be challenging, but I've been experiencing it in a really positive way. But a lot of things in my life are moving forward with this like super boost of momentum and energy that has started to come into play um, as we've gotten closer to this new moon solar eclipse. So you may be feeling that as well, whether or not you're a cardinal sign. So you might be experiencing this even if you are a fixed sign or a mutable sign. So um, everyone has experienced this new moon solar eclipse. Now, if you've had your chart read and you know where Capricorn is in your chart or what planets are there, those Capricorn planets are getting seriously um, impacted by all these planets in Capricorn because we've got five planets in Capricorn. So it's a lot. Um, we have a lot happening in Capricorn this, this week, this month, this year, this time. Um, and this pile up of Capri of planets in Capricorn is really unparalleled in our lifetime. It is not, um, something that, any of us have really experienced before having Saturn, Pluto, and Jupiter all in Capricorn at the same time is pretty monumental. So Capricorn rules, you know, traditionally um, the 10th house, and that is the house of our reputation of being out in the world. Now, depending on your rising sign, it might be impacting a very different part of your life. But that's traditionally what is ruled by it. So if you're an Aries rising, for example, then it is ruling your 10th house. Um, but regardless, you're going to see the themes of Capricorn, the steadiness, the reliability, the responsibility, the hard work, the dedication, the discipline, um, all of those types of themes, long-term planning, goal setting, uh, commitment, um, all of those types of types of themes are going to show up in wherever Capricorn is in your chart and therefore in your life. Um, so uh, new moon solar eclipse in Capricorn, pretty intense. We've got Jupiter conjunct the south node. So again, eclipses happen when the nodes are close to a full or new moon. That is basically what an eclipse is. And what that means is that it's like a new moon or full moon on steroids. So it is basically a super powered new moon or full moon. Now, when it's a new moon and it's close to one of the nodes, it's a solar eclipse. And when it's a full moon and it's close to one of the nodes, it is a lunar eclipse. So we're going to have a full moon lunar eclipse in two weeks. And that's going to have a very different energy than this one. So I really want to focus on this one because it's just so abundant and light-filled and joy-filled and fun and so wonderful in so many ways. And I really, really hope that you are all having the opportunity to take advantage of it and to enjoy your life right now and to have a good time. And I know that there's a lot of fear and anxiety in the world right now, 
but really give yourself an opportunity to sit back and count your blessings because this new moon solar eclipse is conjunct the south node. Um, so it is encouraging a lot of endings. So I, I will say that. So there is a sadness. I know a lot of people have left their bodies this week um, leading up to the new moon solar eclipse. Um, as many of you know, uh, Ram Das, who is uh, an amazing teacher of yoga, spirituality, um, a devotee of Nima Karoli Baba, um, he's been really influential for so many yoga teachers and spiritual seekers of the past really three generations um, because he was with his guru like, gosh, 50 years ago. So three, four generations have been influenced by him. And he passed a couple of days ago, which he was 88 and he had a lot of physical struggles. So in some ways, it's really wonderful that he's being freed of his body in that way. Um, I read someone talk about how he spoke about um, being in a physical body in this lifetime is like wearing a really tight shoe. And, you know, when you pass out of this body, you get to, you're released from that tight shoe. Um, so I think it's, it's, it's really appropriate in many ways. And I haven't looked at his chart, but I'll see if I can pull up his chart and look at it more closely. But I think that it's really appropriate in a lot of ways that so many people are leaving us on this new moon solar eclipse because there is a joy about it. And while death is really painful for those of us that are left on earth, it's often um, a real freedom for the people who, who choose to leave when they choose to leave us. And um, this new moon solar eclipse um, is conjunct the south node and south node is about releasing about letting go um and it is also conjunct jupiter which is an expander so i call jupiter the santa claus of the zodiac and i always call him that 365 days a year so it's very funny that this newman solar eclipse is conjunct jupiter on christmas um so santa claus is really helping us out this time around and uh, he, and Jupiter's blessing, he's blessing this new moon solar eclipse. This is an opportunity to expand. So while Capricorn can often feel restrained and restricted, um, you know, Capricorn and Saturn really honor boundaries. And many of us, we do need to work on our boundaries, right? Maybe you're letting go of the places in your life where you're not honoring your boundaries. Maybe you're letting go of a friend who just can't honor those boundaries um, and it really stresses you out. Maybe you are um, implementing some boundaries around your health because you've really been wanting to do that. Um, so anyway, neither here nor there, you know, boundaries and restraint are part of the game with Capricorn. And when we have Jupiter there, it's kind of funny because Jupiter is about expansion and indulgence. But Jupiter's blessing us in that part of our chart. And so we really um, should feel excited. We should feel excited for this new moon solar eclipse. And while people are passing on and leaving us, hopefully we can um, really honor the joyful moments that we had with those beings and honor their life and honor the light that's within them that stays with us regardless of whether or not they're here in their physical form. Um, so that's a little 
um, divergent path that I went down, but I hope it was useful to you, especially if, you know, maybe there's someone in your life that is passing on at this time. Um, there's a lot of people passing on at this time. Not only people, pets, I've been hearing so many stories from so many people the past few days. So you're not alone if you're experiencing that. Um, okay. So we have the new moon solar eclipse. The moon is, it's conjunct Jupiter uh, right after the new moon solar eclipse. And then later on in the day, on the 26th Eastern Standard Time, well, it'll be the 26th Pacific Time as well. Um, so at 10.24 p.m. Eastern Time on Thursday, we're going to have the moon sextiling Neptune. So that really says to me, Neptune's about our dreams. It's about our subconscious. It's the, it's the meditative space that we go to. Um, when we sort of drift into that, uh, place of, of being between the spirit world and the tangible physical world, that's Neptune. So it's also where we go when we sleep. So this to me says that we are really being blessed with an opportunity to go big on that dream. Whatever your dream is, whatever you've been working on, whatever you're wanting to create, whatever you've been hoping would happen, um, this is the time to go big with it because you have the blessing of Neptune um, having this harmonious conversation with the new moon solar eclipse and Jupiter, of course, making everything bigger and better because Jupiter always does that. Um, so Friday, the moon is going to, uh, it's still going to be in Capricorn, but it's going to feel a little heavier because the moon is going to conjunct Saturn and it's going to occult Pluto. So what that means is that when the moon is at the same um, level of, of the planet, it basically blocks out the light of that planet. So we're not experiencing that planet's pull on us as much, if that makes sense. So, um, so, the, so the moon is going to occult Pluto. And the sun is actually going to conjunct Jupiter. So in a weird way, Friday might feel a little heavy in some respects, but then really, really lucky and advantageous in other respects. So I'm really interested to see how Friday feels um, because I think when the moon occults Pluto, it can feel very heavy, but sun conjunct Jupiter, sun conjunct Jupiter is always considered one of the luckiest days of the year. Um, it happens... Um, every year, of course, uh, at least once, usually twice. And so also Jupiter conjunct Venus, another lucky day. We have a lot of these, we have several of these lucky days rather, I should say. And, um, that's going to be one of the lucky days of the year. Now it'll be interesting because the moon conjuncting Saturn and Pluto is, is going to feel, feel interesting. It'll be interesting. We'll see how it feels. Um, and then Saturday, the moon is going to occult Venus. So the moon is going to block out Venus's light. So that'll be interesting. That's at 9.07 p.m. on Saturday. The moon is going to be in Aquarius occulting Venus's light. Um, so when the moon moves into Aquarius, after it's done with all the Capricorn stuff, it might feel a little bit lighter. You might feel uh, it's easier to talk about your feelings because when the moon goes into air signs, it can be easier for us to talk about our feelings or write about our feelings, um, uh, communicate our feelings in, in whatever way that works for us. Um, and then the moon is also going to sextile Mercury at, wait, no, I take that back. I didn't read my notes correctly. So Saturn, we're going to have the moon in Aquarius occulting Venus, blocking out the light of Venus. 
then we're also going to have Mercury moving into Capricorn at 11.55 p.m. So then we're going to have um, those five planets in Capricorn plus the node. So it's going to be uh, interesting. Lots of Capricorn energy. Um, on Sunday, we have no exact aspects. And that actually doesn't happen often. So it'll be a really great day um, to get some clarity on how you've been feeling. Um, and it's a great day to come to the workshop. So I'm doing a free workshop called Dictate Your Fate, a workshop to prepare for 2020 and beyond. It's going to be online. It's complimentary. You can go to my website to sign up for it. Um, veronicapretty.com slash dictate your fate. And I'm excited. We're going to gather on Zoom. We're going to see each other's faces. We're going to talk about all the astrology of 2020. I'm going to run it down for you all 365 days, basically the big, big, big aspects to look out for and to mark on your calendar. And then we're going to have some time to do a little meditation and um, some journaling around your reflections, what you want to reflect on from 2019 so that you can move forward into 2020 with complete clarity. And the other thing I find is that when we reflect on our wins, it's easier to set really solid goals and intentions and resolutions or whatever you want to call them, focuses for 2020, um, for the year ahead. So that's what we're going to do. And it's going to be really fun. And it's going to give you a taste of what it's like to be in the Essential Astrology membership. Um, anyone who is live will have the opportunity. Not everyone will have their personal chart read. But if you are live, you'll have the opportunity for me to pull up your chart and to look at exactly where the eclipses are impacting your chart. So that's this solar eclipse and the next lunar eclipse. So that's what's going on. It's a lot. Um, it'll be really fun. I think we'll be on for an hour and I'm excited. I'm excited to share all of the really transformative astrology that's coming at you in 2020. Um, okay. So that's on Sunday. I hope you can join me. It's at 5 PM Eastern time. Um, on Tuesday, we're going to have New Year's Eve and the moon is going to be in Pisces, which is so sweet and so nice. I love a moon in Pisces. It just makes everyone feel like the only thing about the moon in Pisces is that you might not want to party so much. You might want to like be home with like your really close friends and just enjoy a glass of wine and watch Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen because that's what I'm going to be doing. Um, and yeah, so it's moon in Pisces is not necessarily a party moon, but it is a really sweet, lovely moon. Um, and then Wednesday, so we start the year. 2020, we're going to start the year with the moon in Pisces, and then the moon is going to go into Aries later that day. So last year, we started the year with the moon in Scorpio, and it was such a Scorpio year in so many ways. And this year, we're starting with the moon in Pisces, that rules endings and the spirit realm. And on the same day, the first of the year, it's going to move into Aries, which is all about stepping into your power your individual beliefs, who you are as a person on your own two feet. Um, I'm an Aries, so I think that's good. And just a very different vibe than Scorpio. So I think it'll be really, really, really great way to um, kick off the new year. Um, I hope that this was useful. If you have questions, you know where to find me. You can always book a reading, join the membership, sign up for the workshop, veronicapretty.com. 
And um, I look forward to talking to you next week, um, probably on Monday, a regularly scheduled time, because I will be back in New York and back on my routine. All right, guys, thanks so much for joining me. Have a wonderful Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Everything. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Essential Astrocast. I'll be back next week, but in the meantime, if you'd like to join the Essential Astrology membership, you can head over to veronicapretty.com slash membership. You'll find all the details there. For $25 a month, you get to join us for the live full moon workshop each month and also get an exclusive bonus Astrocast each new moon. If you'd like to get a reading with me, you can find details on the website as well. And as always, feel free to reach out to me either on the website or on Instagram. I love to see you guys in my DMs. Just find me at Veronica Pretty. Same name, no spaces. See you next week.